Hello friends and welcome to the Christina Rienzi Show. If you're new here, I'm Christina Rienzi, best-selling and award-winning author of fiction and non-fiction, including my latest release, Five Happy Choices, The Simple Way to a Happier Life. I'm also a certified professional coach and clinical psychologist in training. My goal here is to share my knowledge and empower you to live a life of psychological wellness. I apologize for my cracking voice. I have been sick and I had to skip my podcast last week. So I am doing my very best to bring you the content that I promised to share. And hopefully you can hear and understand me this week. So on this episode, I'm going to talk about grief and depression. I touched upon grief and loss in my last episode. However, I've learned a lot in school, most recently about bereavement and how it impacts depression. And I want to talk to you about that because I know a lot of you out there are grieving losses. And sometimes it is difficult to determine the difference between grief and depression. So I'm going to share what grief is, what depression is, how they affect your psychological well-being, and actions you can take to overcome the symptoms you're experiencing or manage them and lead a happier, more psychologically well life. Okay, let's get started. So I want to share with you a little bit, like I said, about grief and bereavement and depression and talk to you about the differences between them and how there can be normal grief, there can be complicated grief, and then there can be grief that leads to clinical depression. And I wanted to just let you know the differences and the similarities so that you can possibly identify in yourself what you're going through and, of course, as always, seek help. These are complex issues reserved for psychologists and, you know, this podcast is meant to inform you and educate you, not to diagnose you and not to provide you with a treatment course, but to just make you aware of things that you might not have been aware of and everything I'm learning in school I'm sharing like I said so I want to uh, make sure that we are clear about you know seeking help if you're experiencing something anything but on this week we're talking about grief that interferes with your ability to feel joy and happiness and function in life which is really important to understand so first of all I want to mention like I said last week grief is something that is universal to everyone. We're all going to experience a loss at some point in our life, the loss of a loved one and grieving that loss. And we all do that in a personalized way, right? The way we respond to death, which is grief um, and the loss, which is bereavement are personalized to each person based on many factors. And what I've learned is that grief is experienced on a continuum. It ranges from normal, which is also called uncomplicated, which is not clinical, it's subclinical, to complicated grief, to pathological, and it can turn into major depressive disorder. So grief does many times resemble the symptoms and can even predict depression. But it doesn't always mean, because you're grieving in a certain way, that you're going to end up with a pathology or a major depression. And based on the articles that I am going to be citing, which are from Fox and Jones 2013, called DSM-5 and Bereavement, The Loss of Normal Grief, question mark, 
and Zizuk and Shear 2009 grief and bereavement what psychiatrists need to know so as a clinical psychologist in training we use what's called the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders which is what's used by psychiatrists so um, that is where this information comes from as well as the journal articles I have just quoted for you so moving forward to talk to you about the difference between normal and pathological grief many symptoms overlap and there is a lot of diagnostic blur for people and understanding what are we actually dealing with and so clinicians like psychologists psychiatrists licensed professionals have this challenge of not diagnosing normal grief right and giving someone a diagnosis of depression when it's not there and then also not missing a diagnosis of major depression so it's really important to understand those differences uh, and according to Zizou Kinshir people do experience grief from acute to integrated which is you know it happened right now it's acute to integrated now I'm processing it within my life and I'm reaching acceptance and adjustment but it can also become complicated and the complications can affect your functioning in life and then it can also be a precursor to major depressive disorder and that's a clinical and it's you know identified primarily as opposed to grief it's it's identified as a persistent low mood and dysfunction where grief is identified as low mood but there is functioning and there is also the ability to feel joy and happiness which when there is a major depressive disorder involved feeling joy is very very difficult and often sometimes not possible for the person suffering so According to Zizou Kinshir, what is uncomplicated grief, which is normal grief? So it's a grief experience, right? And it's normal. And we all go through a period of mourning and where we feel certain things that are a basis of sadness. There is, you know, the ability to have a low mood. You're feeling like, you know, your brain is a little foggy. You may be um, slow to make decisions. Um, it may be difficult for you to function, but, um, you know, it is, that is a normal part of grief. It's acute. It happens in the early aftermath of death. And, you know, that is normal for us to experience negative emotions, preoccupation with the loss of a person, difficulty concentrating, mourning. I mean, this is all what we go through and it can last a while. It doesn't happen overnight that we move through this. Many times grief comes back in waves and where we're functioning normally and then all of a sudden we're hit with this immense feeling of sadness and we might cry we might take some time away from our life to you know manage that and that is normal and there's nothing um that is pathological about that there is there are feelings of shock there are feelings of anguish loss guilt anger sadness a lot of that happens with grief and there's nothing wrong with that it's it's emotional and it is a lot of times it can be debilitating in the short term then there's something called complicated grief, which is actually a syndrome, and it only occurs in about 10% of the population, but it is traumatic. It is showing up as symptoms of extreme distress. It's preoccupation with the loved one, loss of the loved one, traumatic distress where there is a prolonged separation uh, distress. It's beyond six months, and this is your you know, over-involvement in activities related to the deceased or excessive avoidance on the other hand with with the deceased and um you know those are that can be considered complicated grief 
At times, the grief can turn into what is considered major depression, depressive disorder or major depression, and that is a clinical. And what happens is that grief doesn't go away. It may be somebody who is predisposed to major depression and the grief triggers it. It is something that goes on over time. It increases in intensity. It is persistent. And it isn't just feeling the sadness um, you know, for years, like many of us do. I mean, I lost my mom almost eight years ago, and I, you know, still can cry about it and be sad, but I am functioning. I'm able to feel joy. I am progressing through life. Someone who is escalated from grief state to major depression is unable to feel that joy. They are pre- not just preoccupied with the loss, but they're sad, and there's a, there's a significant low mood in all areas in life, so it's pervasive. It's low mood and dysfunction in all areas of life it's generalized and so it's beyond just being sad about the loss it's being sad about everything and there is um, a difference and it is difficult for clinicians to separate between the two right so it's difficult for us to separate between the two and I think the important thing to consider when you're looking at your own life and how you're processing a loss and how you're grieving is to look at your life and say you know Am I able to feel happiness? Do I have a difficult time feeling positive emotions? Am I functioning in my social life? Am I functioning in my interpersonal life? Am I functioning at work? Am I able to go through my daily life activities? Those are things to think about. And if you are struggling with grief to the point where you're unable to work, you're unable to you know, have a relationship, you're unable to feel joy. And I'm not talking about within the first, you know, few months of the loss. I'm talking about, you know, this is a year or two later, and I'm unable to function in my life. This is something that can be clinical and needs uh, attention. You need to seek help with this. It is important to have a clinician speak to you and talk to you about what's happening in your life and how you're functioning because significant distress, traumatic distress from a loss, unable to being unable to function, having significant dysfunction and impairment is clinical. It's pathological and there is something that, you know, you need to be addressing in just, you know, keeping in mind that most of the time that isn't what's going to happen. Most of the time you're feeling grief and it is normal and it feels pathological at the time, right? It feels like I can't function. I can't get out of bed. I can't do the things I used to do. I'm not happy. This is in the beginning and this is normal. In the beginning, grief looks like major depression. It hurts on every level. It hurts physically, psychologically, emotionally. It hurts to sometimes brush your teeth, uh, to take a shower. It hurts to interact with others. That is normal. In the beginning, if this is going on, like I say, for, you know, beyond six months, a year and beyond, where it's not just the sadness and the you know, focus on your loved one and missing them. It is the general low mood in every area of your life, inability to function in many areas of your life. There's more to it than that. There's more diagnostic criteria, but I say this to you because I think that's the kind of stuff we identify with, right? We know when we're unable to feel joy. We know when we're generally unhappy all the time about everything. We know when we can't function because things aren't getting done. You know, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not taking care of our family. We're not working. That is the kind of stuff I want you to put a red flag up for and say, wait a minute, this isn't, this isn't serving me in my life and I need to get help. If it's on the flip side of that, the normal grief process you're going through and you are functioning, 
but um, you're sad, you know, you're, you're me- missing someone and you are, you know, sad without them. And that is a normal reaction to grief. Um, even though it can resemble depression at times, it doesn't mean it is depression. So, you know, things for, you know, normal grief are, yeah, a depressed mood in the beginning, sleep disturbance, crying, difficulty concentrating, loss of interest in things. Sometimes there is weight loss. Um, and this is, you know, per Fox and Jones, 2013. Um, so bereavement does, again, mimic depression. It's in the beginning, you know, in the first couple of months, if you're going beyond two months, six months, and your symptoms turn into, you know, you're generally depressed, you're not eating still, you're still not sleeping, you don't have energy, you can't think, you're feeling, you know, guilt, worthlessness, Um, you know, that bereavement criteria has now advanced to depression. It is really, really, really important. Like I said, please seek help. Um, Understand that experiencing sadness is one thing, but the inability to feel joy, the inability to feel happiness in any area of your life, the inability to function is clinical and needs to be addressed. And so we cross these lines sometimes. And sometimes it's complicated. Many times it's complicated to figure out what is actually going on. And I have to tell you, experiencing grief myself, I had years of, years and years of sadness. There had to be a good three years where I was sad. Now, I was functioning and I was feeling joy, but I was sad. You know, it took a time. It took a process for me to be able to turn a corner and say, I'm going to be able to memorialize my mom in a positive way. And I will cry at times. I will be sad. I miss her. But I am, you know, I have a positive outlook about it now versus when it happens. Certainly the first few months I was, you know, inconsolable. And over the first few years, um, I was, like I said, I wasn't, I was able to feel joy and I was functioning, but I was sad and I was having waves of grief and that's totally normal. So um, understand that this is a process. It's personal to you, but I also don't want to minimize the situation in which normal grief becomes complicated and becomes stressful it creates distress and dysfunction and that complication might turn into depression which is more serious and so I want to talk to you about this because this is what and everything I'm learning in school as a clinical psychologist in training I want to share with you you know I don't want to minimize these things I know we talked about grief and loss as normal on my last episode and that's absolutely true but I wanted to take it to the next level for you and share some insight as well as um, some research on how you know it goes and go from one to the other grief can be a precursor for major depression and it is important to have that red flag up if you're noticing again some mean things about yourself like inability to feel joy general low mood and sadness around everything and some dysfunction in your life inability to perform your daily life activities or function in multiple areas social interpersonal work things like that red flags please 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 get help um we can as always you can call pound 988 for immediate assistance um and but if you know in the event that it you know you want to explore your grief and find out is you know i'm not sure i'm not sure and that's totally normal it's hard for clinicians to figure this out now we are asking everybody to figure out you know hey do I have grief? Do I have complicated grief? Do I have major depression? This is very difficult, especially when you're going through it. I'm telling you these things as signs so that you pay attention. And if this is happening to you, you raise your hands and you take care of yourself. It's very important to take care of yourself. I talk about this a lot. Psychological wellness is not only, you know, um, it paying attention to 
the ways you can function better, but it's about dealing with when you're not functioning correctly and something is amiss in your life and you're feeling out of sorts and not yourself. Um, it's about you know, raising the red flag for yourself, asking for help. It's really important. It's important for your physical health. It's important for your relationships. And it's important for you to take care of yourself on every level. And psychological wellness is about acknowledging that things aren't always happy. Things aren't always um, filled with joy and rose-colored glasses everywhere. Think this is life. We have to be realistic. Things come up. They hurt. There's pain. There's frustration. There's um, emotions that are not comfortable, but they're important emotions nonetheless, and we need to pay attention to them. And so when you're going through a major life disruption, a major life um, event like a bereavement, which is a loss, and the grieving that goes along with that, it's important to pay attention to yourself and know yourself and how you function and what's different. And also give yourself some grace in the beginning to understand that you're going to feel completely different in the beginning than you might feel a year from now and give yourself the grace to go through that. But like I said, if you are suffering from something that is above and beyond your ability to manage, seeking help is always the way to go. Um, and a licensed professional is the way to go. So be it a psychiatrist who's a medical doctor, a clinical psychologist who's a licensed doctoral level um, professional or a master's level counselor who is licensed um, always seeking help with somebody who has a license who's practicing is really important this is you know information I'm sharing with you so that you can make a decision on about you know what you might need to do and I have to be honest you know I've been through grief myself I've studied psychology for many years and I am learning now about the connections between all of these things and I want to share those with you so as I learn I share with you that's my goal for this podcast that's why I'm here and I'm so grateful that you are here with me joining me on this wellness journey and learning as alongside me what might be helpful for you in your daily life and if you're grappling with grief I'm glad that you were here and spent your time with me and hopefully learned something and are able to uh, reflect on what you're going through and make decisions about your psychological wellness taking control of it and living a more psychologically well life so that is all for today my friends thank you for being here to support me I always appreciate you sharing my podcast with those you think it will help. And most importantly, like I've said, if you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek help. Contact a licensed professional or dial pound 988 for mental health help. And from my heart to yours, have a happy and psychologically healthy week ahead. Take care.